41 goals, 9 games, and a game tonight, Barclays at its best. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You right? Yes. Yeah, very good. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Very well. Nice weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was all good. Pretty, pretty quiet. Didn't, didn't go. I didn't go. Yeah, I didn't go out for the pub or anything. Oh, no, no golf this weekend. Took a weekend off because I played every weekend in January. But I'm about to say what you're probably thinking. It's February. Everyone knows it's Six Nations, and oh. you've got you've got to stay inside. You, you just have to. What about yourself? Did you go out? Uh, yes, we went out Saturday night for dinner with uh, the goat <laughs> and his wife. Ah, and then um, obviously yesterday stayed at home and watched the football. Yeah, so that was lovely. Um, but yeah, good weekend. Like I said, we were um, JJ and I did try to go to the pub on Saturday <sighs> afternoon, but you can't, you can't be doing. We it. were we went Saturday at O'Connor's. We were run out <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by, the, by, the, by the rugby hooligans. You were scrummed out of there. And then there was three... <laughs> rugby hooligans. There were three on motion shoot we tried, which were mm. all rugbyed up. Oh. And so we ended up thinking, oh, we got the end of the high street now. We ended the end of the motion street. Yeah. So we had a beer outside and then we decided to go to United Brethren because they don't have a TV. So I was like, that won't be... Surely, <laughs> yeah. Rugby yeah. thugs. And then Unless we, uh, we reenacted the game. Yeah, so I managed to avoid... Yeah, avoid you all can't... The, all the robbers. <sighs> you just... I don't like it's not rugby, well it's sort of rugby, but it's the English people that pretend they're Irish and Scottish and Welsh and all the rest of it when those nations despise us, but there we go. Yeah, it's a hor- horrible sport. Yeah. Played, by, played by thugs. Yes. Played by thugs. Yeah. <laughs> not like the beautiful game that we were talking about yeah. this weekend. Lovely weekend of boxes, wasn't it? Lots it was of good. goals, it was very good. and a few talking points. And tonight's show we will be discussing Newcastle versus Luton, the uh the four all. What a game that was. A lot of coupon busters. Yes. My, my, me, myself, <coughs> busted me up. Yeah. And then moving on to Sunday's game, and we're not actually going to speak about Arsenal Spurs this weekend. No, I'm sure we might mention what's gone on, but yeah, but the main talking points, like you said, go on. Is the uh, Stamford Bridge... I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. Um, the dismal week they've dismal had, week, yeah. Yeah, Chelsea <coughs> 2, Wolves 4. Great week for Wolves. And then obviously after part two, we'll be doing our usual end of the show. Roundup with Team of the Week prediction, the answer for the Who Am I last week, winner and loser, and then we'll round off with the teaser answer. Mm-hmm. But let's start with that. Aston Villa take on Chelsea on we- on Wednesday night in a fourth round FA Cup replay. But can you name six players to have played for both clubs? <sighs> you always you like these ones. I started off with eight, and I thought eight is too hard. Villa and Chelsea, bloody hell. There are lots of names. Okay. <coughs> but without further ado, let's start off at St. James's Park. Newcastle yes. versus <coughs> Luton. Both teams going into this game after a positive midweek performance and result. Uh, Luton themselves won 4-0 against Brighton. And Newcastle going to Villa Park and winning 3-1. So both teams going into it in a bit of form. I didn't see a 4 all coming here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, that I don't think anyone did. I... Well, I think Newcastle scored, what, early on? Six, yeah. seven minute, and I thought, oh, here we go, the floodgates will open, St James Park, New- Newcastle have been up and down in form, Luton, like we talked about, have been very good and continued that, but I thought, I oh, one new early on, that will, it's, it's that classic game, like Luton go there, defend and s- set their banks of four in a way and dig in deep, but yeah, it was just a, it was just a mad game, wasn't it, in the end, it just, I think, tactics and systems and whatever you want to do, you're 
all your little plans that Eddie Howe and Rob Edwards would have had just that just flies out the window and I think the players realised that and they just went for it and I don't yeah that was just, just a mad game wasn't it it was just a, a mad as you'd say a prime Barclays yeah. yeah it was it was good <laughs> I like that you mentioned they scored the early goal and then obviously Luton equalised and then Newcastle went ahead on the 20 th- 23rd minute and me and JJ had it on our phones and we were thinking Right, which one do we freeze? Which one do we freeze? So I ended, I ended up freezing the Brighton game because Brighton hasn't been in great bit of form recently. They went one up against Palace, the local derby, well, not local derby, but you know, rivalry game. There might be two and throwing, and we thought I thought Newcastle would go on and maybe win three one four one. Obviously, froze the wrong game there. <laughs> but Newcastle will be disappointed, I think, that they threw away the initial early start. But then on the flip side of that, Luton got back into it mm-hmm. with some well worked goals. And they obviously threw away a two-goal lead going 42 up. But Ross Barkley equalised on the 40th minute. Um, I think the he, the initial shot was parried off by, uh, what's his name, Dubrovnik. Mm-hmm. And he smashed it home. Yep. A player playing in, not the form, I wouldn't say the form of his life, but the form of his last five years. He's yeah, been, he's... He's gone off the ball completely yeah, after he left Chelsea. He's, I think we spoke about it sort of like away from this, but... He's uh, for me. He's one of my like guilt, guilty pleasures. Like years ago, when he was moving from Everton, I'd have loved him at Spurs. He would, I thought he would have been ideal. And at a time where we were quite good, but he would have been definitely improved us. But I think he just lost his went to Chelsea. Just totally, obviously, didn't play. Lost his sort of head a bit and focus and all the rest of it. I think now he's in a side that somehow, yeah, he's, he's sort of come back in like a like you'd want from Deli Ali. Like Deli Ali's lost his way, and then Barkley's similar to fashion, but has found a team and. He's performing very, very well. Hmm. And at half time, it was Gordon got injured, hmm. and I think that was a big telling point for Newcastle. I know they have suffered a lot of injuries, and hmm. I think he came on, and Wilson came on to replace him. Wilson's first came back for a few weeks, I believe. He didn't look hundred percent fit, and yeah. he doesn't have that. He's a very good player, but he doesn't have that lightning pace that Gordon has. And Gordon was creating problems, and I think Gordon made the second goal from what Sean Longstaff scored. So half-time, two all. And Dan Byrne was having a right old stinking one on that left-hand side. I can't remember the name of the strike. The Luton's player, Ogbené, Og was yeah. killing him. Just, yeah, direct, quick. He was just an old-fashioned winger and just, yeah, Dan Byrne was, couldn't deal with it, basically. He couldn't, couldn't handle it. He struggled all game. Yeah, it was actually Dan Byrne who fouled the impressive mm. Ogbené for, um, for the penalty, which I thought, I watched it in real time. How has he not given up? Edgar never gave mm. a free kick. But I was like, that looks, looks mm. in the box straight away. The Lino yeah. gave it. As yeah. a Surely the idea is that you, it, you give the penalty and then again they look at it and they decide. Because he made it one of the ones where he pulled the shirt mm. and then he kept going and he pulled him again mm. and by the time he'd fallen over, he was in the box. Yeah, I, th- I think it was the right decision in the end. And it's one of those that, yeah, like you said, it was started outside, then it stopped, then it began again. It was a bit of a, yeah, damper and it was just lost. But I think it was the right, right decision yeah. in the end. Cart Morris <coughs> stepped up. Slotted it away, sent the keeper the wrong way. But did you watch it on the match there? I saw the highlights. The refs yeah. like not even looking. Like, yeah. what, why have you? He must have just got panicked. If yeah. you heard the whistle mm. or whatever, and and then he obviously stepped up, retook the penalty, did exactly the same penalty again. Great penalty. Yeah, good to make good it three two. Um, Adi Bayo scored his fourth mm. goal in two games. By a little Barkley assist as well. Yeah, it'll slip through. But yeah, Luton at that point four two up. They up in the gods. The fans yeah. must have been. Pinching themselves, they must have been loving life. That must, yeah, incredible. But within five minutes, Trippier had pulled one back. I can't remember. It was cross from Bruno, Bruno Gomez, yeah. outside, outside the boot. boot nice it, yeah. pass, yeah, very nice. And, and Trippier a good got his first goal of the season. Mm-hmm. 
and I was shortly after, I think six minutes after that, Harvey Barnes returned from mm. injury and scored lovely, got potentially a foul on the edge of the box by Bar- from Barkley. Mm. But I think it's yeah, that was the only yeah Barkley lost the ball then and there was a debate on whether he was fouled by that Miley fella, but. Mm. Yeah, it was um that was probably Barkley's worst worst part of the game, but yeah, I really d- I quite I quite enjoy watching Barkley at the minute for them. He's yeah, he's he's ideal and he's probably yeah, he's obviously Luton absolutely loving him as well. And Jacob Murphy missed a great opportunity to to win it for Newcastle, blazed over in the eighty fifth minute and Ogbene also had a chance in the ninety eighth minute, it was eleven minutes headed on. Mm. But going back to Barkley, man of the match he got, goal and assist, and is talk of an England recall too much. I think so, yeah. Especially when Southgate's going to watch Henderson <laughs> when there's multiple players that you could have watched in the Premier League. So, sadly, I think it'd be quite exciting, but I think, yeah, I don't think Barkley's got much chance of England. And I don't, yeah, I think that'd be quite outrageous, but this is the the Barkley you thought, well, you saw at Everton, then you thought he'd go on to bigger things when he moved on, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it'd be, be um, quite outrageous. Yeah, like you said, the... Uh, Southgate made the trip all the way over to Amsterdam. I'd say all yeah. the way over 45 minutes, but yeah. over to Amsterdam to watch his beloved yeah, Henderson watch his play. Baby boy Jordan Henderson. So. When there were plenty of games going on this week, and I think there was one game. I think even I think your game mm. featured uh, something like 18 English players. Because yeah. um, I did see before it was p- typical Dyche lineup. <laughs> to, uh, nine of the ten, nine of the eleven players were all English. Yeah, and you, you could you could I mean off the top of my head you could have gone to West Ham, Man United. And they had a few. I can often I mean Ward Prowse, Luke Shaw. I don't know who else, but you know what I mean. That's at least two. That's one more than Ix. But unless he was watching True Brackpom, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly doubt it. But yeah, it's just classic, classic Southgate, really. Yeah, and that that result leaves Luton out of the relegation zone. So they are sitting in 17 points, played 22 games on 20 points. So a point outside above Everton with the game in hand, and that game in hand is away at Bournemouth. Hmm. What a week they've had. Very good, isn't it? Very, very good. That's the first time Luton scored four in a Prem away game. They did it in 1987, but that's sort of skewed because obviously they've not been in the Prem themselves. But that stat alone, four at St James's Park, that is mightily impressive. And yeah, Newcastle were Champions League or were in the Champions League this season. They've got all the money and all the rest of it. So for Luton to do that is incredible. But also the first time they scored four in two consecutive games since October 2017 when they were in League Two. So. Yeah, they've like you said the week they've had the last I think the last one loss in six games or something ridiculous, um, which is a close game at home to Chelsea. So yeah, they're they're flying at the minute in terms of Luton. Like you said, seventeenth. I don't think they could be they could ask for much more. And a lot's been made in the week that they've scored the same amount of goals or if not more than Manchester United. That's been like a bit of a I've got it here. Off online. I've got that here. They got scored fifteen in six <coughs> fifteen in six games. Spurs have scored fourteen. Arsenal have scored twelve. City have scored the same 15 goals in, in that six games. So, yeah, very, very impressive from the Hatters. I mean, apart from Luton fans, and maybe even some Luton fans, I pretty much guarantee that every single football fan would have had them yeah, rock relegated. Bottom, yeah. Probably rock, probably, yeah. probably even rock bottom of the league. And even people, I think I've even mentioned as well, they might even get the record lowest yeah. ever points. Yeah. Might beat Derby County's 11. <laughs> which, they've really shut us up. And they, for me, they're the only one down there that show a bit of fight yeah. of the three the three that came up yeah. Everton obviously are unlucky with the 10 points but they're the only ones showing some, mm. well, yeah, some, I some, think some balls I want to yeah, say they got Sheffield United at home next game but I think Sheffield United are gone Burnley are gone mm. and then Everton and above are obviously fighting to stay in the league but yeah uh, Colton Morris the striker said 
talks about their fight and the classic like at this point we were leading winning 4-2 but we didn't win the game all the rest of it but he the main point I took from what he said was that he said we have evolved and Luton, like he said Luton they were given no hope at the start of the season and to evolve as the season goes on Rob Edwards would have said right let's finish 17th and they are currently 17th to yeah to develop and try some things and go right this is not working let's try this and the last six games and whatever they're doing it seems to be working well so I think that's a it's very intelligent from Morris, but yeah, it's, it's 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 very good from Luton. And they've got a nice little setup there. Rob Edwards has done a really good job and sets them up well in like a, a five or a three at the back, mm. if you want to say, with Laconga and uh, Barkley, and then they have the three attackers, Ogbeni, um, Adibayo and Morris as the front three. But just looking at the table here, I want to bring this up. You've got, I've got a, to pitch the table here from 20th to 14th, so that's Palace, talking from uh, 14th downwards, Palace, yep. Brentford, Forest, Luton, Everton, Burnley, Sheffield United. Out of all them teams, Luton, top goal scorers, and 32, and they have the best goal difference. Obviously, Everton's skewed a bit because they shouldn't be where they are. So we'll take their goal difference out of the equation, but they're they're sitting in there really well. Minus 10 goal difference, 32 goals scored, without really, I'd say Barkley, without really a recognised... Premier League player. Yeah, they had Townsend. I'm not sure if he even Townsend, plays for him. Really. He's, he's he injured here and there, or? and he's, if, he if it was on the bench. Oh, okay. Because I know he's on a yeah, short yeah. contract, but yeah, no. Barkley's like the only sort of recognisable name, and they're essentially all learning on the job. They've got a few young players from from bigger teams, but yeah, they're all even Rob Edwards learning on the job, and they know exactly, like you said, they know exactly the the tough, incredible tasks they're doing. And Everton's point deduction is probably massively helping them, but. Yeah, that that's what you want. Like you said earlier, the fight that they're showing that. I know it's cliche and old fashioned, but when you're at the bottom and you're that sort of side, that's what at least you can do. And like I said, Burnley and Sheffield United are offering nothing of the sort. And it's their home form as well. I think that place, that stadium, is real daunting place for some teams to go. Mm. Whereas, like you said, the but going to Burnley, but you've only used to have that. Yeah, we def- used to. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't anymore. Yeah, same as Sheffield United. I look at the way. Aston Villa dismantled them and it was half empty and 20 minutes gone, wasn't it? Mm. But I'm I'm really, really impressed. I hope I can really hope they do it, Luton. I still don't <coughs> think they'll have enough, but I'd I'd love to eat my words and see them stay. That would be good. It'd be a real good story because yeah, one of the yeah. teams around them, relatively big names as such in the in the league, would be gone. Would it be an Everton, a Forest, a I think the money Brentford. Forrest has spent as well yeah. over two seasons. Mm. Luton have not touched that. No, and Palace could be drawn into it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if they win their game in hand, they go 23 points. They'll go above Brentford. I know Brentford played tonight, mm. but they'll go two points above Forest. They'll go within a point of Palace. Mm. And Palace, yeah, the Palace are obviously slipping with yeah. the Roy situation and the fans are unrest and, mm. and whatnot. But yeah, Luton are right in there. And see, like I said, that's the they're probably more than happy with what they're currently doing. And just a note on Newcastle, they're, s- they're currently sitting in ninth, 33 points. They are two points above uh, Chelsea, a point above Wolves. It's been a bit of a mm, Meh, is season it? for Meh. them, hasn't it? Mid-table. Know, because of the highs of last season, and maybe they overachieved last year. In the mm. last five games, they've lost three, mm. drawn one, and, and won one. Yeah, they've only won one in six. They've won their... They've, won, they've lost... Before losing game, they lost their last three at home, so no win at home in four. Mm-hmm. Why are they struggling? I post that question. There's some, there's some rhetorical questions here. Mm. Isaac obviously injured midweek. They have struggled with injuries. Mm. Gordon again. Financial fair play is stopped catch, them in January, isn't it? Up. Yeah. No new signings. How under pressure? I think so. And yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's always under pressure, but yeah, I think I think so. With yeah, tr- there's trouble with Joe Linton. I don't know what's the situation there. There was noise around Almiron leaving in January, mm. didn't quite happen. Um, but yeah, I've got the same question: is how under pressure? I'd yeah, he, I, I, like I said he, he always is. is, but yeah, definitely because, like you said, the the owners they might come out and say they like him, and they probably do, but ultimately they're they've got a lot of money involved, and then they're, they're not going to want mid table, are they? Whether it's I know it's very, very soon, but yeah, they're not, they're not going to be happy with that. And football obviously can turn around quickly. Look at Manchester United. They've put mm. a couple of wins back together and they've gone to sixth. Mm. And they're six point, they're five points above Newcastle. So it can, can turn around quickly. I just think their squad is quite small and with the injuries they've had, obviously they've been playing Champions League football. They went to they went through to the quarterfinals of the... Um, the Carling Cup, so there's all these yeah. added games and the injuries have just, and just the, caught yeah, up they with them. Got, they got FA Cup, they're still in the FA Cup, obviously, but yeah, they're uh, like you said, it's not ideal injuries. You can't you can't account for it. Just it does happen, but yeah, I think I think Howe's definitely feeling it. Twenty three games, ten won, three drawn, ten lost. It's a lot of games to lose, isn't mm. it? I don't know. I, I think. I think they'll give him to the end of the season. Yeah, no, I, sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't, he should be he's under not. pressure. But the only reason we're saying he's under pressure, I believe, is because of the ownership and the expectations mm. of last year. And he's sort yeah. of getting to a cup final. And yeah, the FFP has sort of gotten by the balls a bit. But then that's also part and parcel, I think, of the course of being the richest club in the world. You're going to have to deal with that eventually. I mean, they'll find loopholes around it, like they did trying to sell Maximoff and they tried to sell back Sergio yeah. Almiron to Saudi yeah. to groups and exactly. funds. There's been murmurs that they're going to have to sell to buy in the summer. Like maybe, like you said, Joe Linton mm-hmm. might have to sell him to get some money off. You never know. But who have they got next? They've got the weekend. They they are away at Forest. So two teams that have been struggling. Mm-hmm. Forest recently changed the manager. Forest beat them, beat them away as well. They'll yes, be quite. They yeah, they'll be confident going into that Boxing Day game, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so this week, this this game week coming up is the return of all the Boxing Day fixtures, I believe. Because we had, that, that not Boxing Day, we know it was the 28th. Mm. We had West Ham, so we got them again. I think you had Brighton. Yeah, it's like the the game just gone that Luton played Newcastle a few weeks ago at the start of this sort of five, six game yeah. run and playing just at the weekend. But I think it was like the December game and then yeah, yeah. they just everyone sort of just played again against each other. Do you think Luton will survive? Quick, yes or no? I don't think they will. I think because Everton are, they've unless they get another <laughs> point deduction. Nick, I think Minnick, that's the key, isn't it? I think that that will cause them huge problems. But they are, they are good enough. Like they're probably mid-table, probably slightly higher on their actual form right now. And I think yeah, they're they're pretty good at home. They don't they don't play free-flowing football, but they're they're typical Sean Dyche side and yeah I don't think Everton away is a, is a good fixture to have so I think Everton will will be good enough to beat to finish above Luton but I think yeah I definitely I definitely think it's two places already gone Burnley and Sheffield United are gone could Chelsea slip into that oh, I like it position alright because that is a that would goal. be no surely not no well, this won't but it, it won't happen but no. the, the, the classic 2023 table that you see. Oh yeah, yeah, like 40 yeah, games. yeah. The calendar year. I'm pretty sure they were like the third worst team in there <coughs> who have played mm. every single game. Obviously, you've got teams that have been relegated, so they've played <coughs> less points. So they've played yeah. less games, so have accumula- accumulated yeah. less points. But that is a shocker, shocker of a week. Terrible. Eight goals conceded, three scored, 
whacked in both. I think the Thiago Silva goal gives it a bit more of a nicer look to it mm, than four yeah, one yeah, at home. Agree. But yeah. my the problem of going well, not even a problem. But the word I'm looking for is you look at that result in isolation. Were you surprised what the Wolves won? I certainly. Um, I wasn't surprised. The scoreline was the like the defeat itself four one four two is is quite a. As in the Wolves, it was 4-1 for a, like, a long time and they scored right towards the end. And Yeah, I was surprised by the scoreline, but no, uh, Wolves have been very unlucky. It's not a great word to use, but they have in some games throughout the season. They're, they're quite a decent side, but yeah, I mean, Chelsea at home, that's probably the only thing that's slightly kept all the the nastiness away until the weekend, really. Their, their home form of late, and yeah, it's suddenly... I think they were booing at half-time, booing at full-time. It's yeah, it's finally cracked, I think. Going into this week, they'd won their last three. But I just I looked at that scoreline at half-time, I saw 2-1 Wolves, and mm. I thought, that's, that's just what it probably should be. Mm. I'm watching the highlights back, I'm watching and reading some reports. Yeah, Wolves deservedly, yeah. deservedly won. Yeah, they got. They, I think like Wolves got some lucky, sort of weirdo yeah, goals or whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 just yeah they're they're a, they're a far better team when they're on it like that, and that's the way Chelsea have been playing. They're yeah, they are just a total total mess. Mateus Kuna, Mateus Kuna, sorry, scored a hat trick as Wolves came from behind to stun Chelsea, and they actually replaced them, overtook them in the Premier League table, moved from te- moved from eleventh to tenth. Cole Palmer opened the scoring on the ninetieth minute. Cold Palmer. <laughs> that celebration he does. Uh, so. It's so bad, isn't it? It's terrible. Um, nice little finish. He, he slotted it past Jose Sarr following I think the only good thing Moses Casado did with his, with yeah. his assist. Yeah. He then, after got booked and subbed, and he gave away the goal, oh. got booked, and then got subbed <laughs> for Nicholas Jackson. Had a bit of a stinker. Wolves obviously levelled with a deflection, deflected Kuna shot before taking the lead with, uh, I think it was Pedro Neto had, uh, what's his name? Chilwell on toast all game. Uh, cut back and it was uh, Ryan Altenori. This uh, cut back was um, deflected in by Axel Disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just just uh, that's pretty jumping here. But who are these people? Like, who are these players? I couldn't sit here and tell you Chelsea's eleven. I don't know who they are. I don't know Disaster Gusto. I don't know who he is. Is he French? Is he Portuguese? Is he Italian? From they signed him in January last year from Lyon. Exactly. Like, I don't know these people. They're that who's that random Italian fella in the middle? He's like a young lad. They've just had to start playing. They played me the other week. They spent billions of pounds on players and and managers, and they they play young. They have to play a youngster right back of latest. Yeah, I don't know who they are. Like you said, Gusto disaster mm. and um, Badia Shield. Badia Shield, oh, Shield was the one. He's God. just rubbish. <laughs> Mudrick, oh, Caicedo and Fernandez in the middle. Two hundred million pounds. Oh, it's just endless, endless. Pedro Neto, I think he set up uh, Kuna's second goal. Lovely, he roasted Chul again, cut the ball mm. back, and Kuna slotted it past the goalkeeper. And then what was? Uh, well, I've got his name now. The, the uh, Gusto. What oh. was he doing on that challenge? Just desperate, desperate. He's he's lost his man. Mm. It's such a clear penalty. Yeah. Fouled him. Kuna's set. St- Stepped up, mm. lovely penalty. Yeah, he's good. When those ones good. work, like yeah. Morris's one, and they yeah. get a little stop and send the keeper the wrong way, oh, it's yeah, it's nice. Nice, <coughs> it's nice. Jim's favourite player. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I had a, a thought for Jim. I was like, I don't want to rub it in that they've lost because Arsenal's game's coming up next, <laughs> but I did want to <laughs> let him know that he's a favourite player and scored a hat trick. Yeah, he's. But he's he's a good player. He's got nine mm. Premier League goals now this season, seven assists. 
if he yeah. could sort of patch it together like he's been doing recently. Because like he's, I don't know, he's he obviously is, he's a striker, but he sort of, he can play through the middle as in number 10, sort of maybe in centre field. He, he likes to run with the ball. He's, he can beat a player with the ball. He's, yeah, he's big and strong. And he's, yeah, he's, and with Wolves at the minute, they're, they're working very well. Yeah, because I remember him last season slightly. He's got a really deflected, he's got one deflected goal and mm. wasn't really much. And then they signed him in the summer for quite a bit of money because he was on loan from Atletico last year. And he played Man United the first game of the season. I think that game took everyone by surprise with Wolves, mm. how good they yeah. were and how solid yeah, they looked. Yeah, and yeah. Gary O'Neill, what a job he's been doing, by the way. Yeah. He looked like, like I said last week, he looked like R9 in that. When we did yeah, step yeah, over yeah, in the yeah. middle of the park, taking Maguire on, yeah. and he just looked like looked the bollocks. Mm. But Wolves thoroughly deserved their victory and moved Gary, o'ne- Gary O'Neill's side up to 10th, one point and one place above Chelsea after 23 games. Chelsea 11th on a minus one goal difference. Yeah, eight goals in a week. Like I said, Boone at half-time, full-time. They've yeah turned against Poch and made that very clear, didn't they, on the weekend? Before we get into our dissection of Chelsea's <laughs> one quick note, Wolves. Wolves have not completed a league double over Chelsea since 1974-75 season, nor had they managed to win at Stamford Bridge in any competition since 1979. So that shows what a result it was for yeah. Wolves. Right. Do you want to <laughs> kick us off on the... Um, no, oh, it's just a, it's what you what we hear and what we have to suffer throughout the week and what you hear about Chelsea and it's become a thing obviously yes but basically from when we were growing up and when we that's why people support Chelsea but yeah the since what 20, 20, 20 22 when Bowley came in charge the mess of the ending of Abramovich Tuchel was gone they brought in Potter he was not given a year he was then sacked in April then that Bruno was in temporary charge then they gave it to the Lord and Saviour Frank Lampard to take charge and now Poch is hired July of last year, start of the season. But from Bowley's arrival, let me just get some figures up. So they sold, in the 2021-22 season, they sold 148 million worth of players. Um, and then how much did they spend? So that season they spent 118 million. This is Euro, so give or take a few, like pretty standard. That's fight. That's a lot of money, but Chelsea, that's whatever. And then that's when Todd arrives. That's then the Todd Bowley show begins. Spends six hundred million, sells about sixty-five million worth of players. Yeah, I'm looking at the list now of every player they've bought. Yeah, no, sold that's what I've got, but that's what I want to go back to because they've bought four hundred fifty million worth of players and sold about two hundred sixty million this year. But if we go back to the start, so the twenty twenty-one twenty-two, that's when Lukaku was bought for a hundred million. Is he still within the club on loan? Yeah, yeah. So he's not been sold. They sold sort of three, two maybe, and then Bettinelli, like just a random transfer, but. So uh, bought that Sal Niguez or Niguez from Atletico and, and Lukaku got rid of untold amounts, but some of those players are doing relatively well. Zuma is doing relatively well at West Ham. Tomori's done pretty well. Gay's gone to Palace. Okay, they're rubbish, but he's tipped for other bigger plays for England. Yeah, plays for England. Probably going to go on to bigger and better things. Olivier Giroud. Like the list is goes on and on and on. But then yeah, Todd. That's when Todd comes in. 22-23. Enzo Fernandez, 100 million. Fafana, 80 million. Mudrik, 70s at 80 million. Kukurela, 60 million. They had the loan of Jao Felix. Like, it just goes on and on, doesn't it? Bashway, Kulibali. Kulibali out the door within, six, within, within 12 months after mm. spending pretty much £35 million pound on the bloke. 
Sterling came in 60 but mil, there's one, 50 there's mil. There's ones here that just irritate me. Like the Madawaki one. Oh. Why, why have they signed another winger they just didn't need? And for a lot of money, like even for him, I just think, why have you gone to Chelsea? Go to someone a bit lower down mm-hmm. and get more game time and get more exposure into the Premier League. Because he was, I think I mentioned it before, he was a, a youngster at Spurs mm. and he left England yeah. to start a career, basically, start a yeah. career in Holland and mm. get given a chance. Mm. And he was played, I mean, we made his debut like just under 16, I think, at um, PSV and played there for three or four years before getting his move back to the Premier League and back to England. But players like, like you said, Gusto, Chukomenia, Andre Santos, mm-hmm. David Fafana, within six months, I think, was loaned out, and now he's at um, Burnley. Burnley. He scored two goals at the weekend, ironically. Yeah. Joe Felix, £12 million loan fee, more than they sold Jorginho for. <laughs> and that's even before you get into the summer's business. And Lavia, yeah, £60 million. Pounds. Yeah, he's not like, played the minute, is he? He's played, like, I get injuries. Yeah. The only one that you've got in Kunku and Palmer that look okay, mm. disaster, awful. Nicholas Jackson, who has <laughs> looked at him at Villarreal and thought, "Yeah, you're the man." That is the player we yeah. need. We need a raw striker like that. No, yeah. Robert Sanchez for twenty two, twenty. Like you always said, like pounds. Brighton's second choice goalie. Is it? Is it any good? Probably not. Leslie Ukud. Chunka, <laughs> yeah, who are you, David Washington? David who are Washington, you? What, you what, Denzel's brother, uh, <laughs> Angelo. Oh, the goalie, the weekend. Who's that Croatian bloke? Who are you? Like, if you're a Chelsea fan, you're watching. How can you even show an ounce of support? Who's the goalie? Who are you? Who's Dzarzi? Like, who are these players? And you, the list they've got rid of. Uh, what, what is disappointing? I think for a Chelsea fan, if I was putting myself in a Chelsea fan's shoes, which oh, <laughs> shit, the thought. Um, You've obviously got Chilwell, who you bought a couple of years ago. He's been very good for you, but injury-prone, injury-prone. Cucurella, awful since day one. Mm. Yeah, he was a decent wing-back at um, Brighton. It's like when we bought Doherty. It worked. just been awful. Cucurella works at Brighton in their system with their manager. It was perfect, but you you take him into a different scenario, a different setting. He's failed. more, More to the point is they've just spent best part of £120 million on two two left backs mm. when in your academy look long term trying mm. to think bigger picture mm. you've got Lewis Hall who has gone to Newcastle and you've got Ian Martson I want to say his yeah, name is Matson, who was at Burnley Lushard ripping it up mm. came back here wasn't really given a chance and they, they've loaned him straight out to Dortmund and he's doing well at Dortmund mm. got a couple of assists playing while he starts every game at left back from like, there's money that you don't have to spend that and the fans all, all football fans love to see academy boys mm. in the team playing well and doing doing the business. That's like like I said earlier, but that the right backer, the guy that the Chelsea plays, he's a youngster. He tucks his shirt and he wears short sleeve and yeah, he rolls his sleeve. Gilchrist, isn't it? Yeah, he plays yeah. right back, but he's what you're saying. That they spent all this money in the world, but he's come on. They he they puts a smile back in the face because he's he's from the academies. They yeah, he's one they can get behind, but that's yeah. There's it's just Bowley. It's just Bowley, to be honest. It's just Bowley. It's a big, arrogant, brash Americans coming to the coming to Chelsea and go right. I've got all this money. This is what I can do. They've got a manager perfect for the for the scenario, but Bowley and whoever they've got in charge, fo- the directors of football, the s- whoever there's below, underneath, and working around him like above Poch, making all these signings. My God. And what what I think has happened in the last two years, eighteen months, they've completely lost. I mean, that's <laughs> a pinch of salt. Chelsea lost their identity. <laughs> they didn't really have <laughs> an identity. Their identity was 
we win everything at all costs. Mm. And f- if you if you enjoy that sort of stuff, then yeah, fair enough. And you're just you're just mercenary output mm. into a f- football club. But they've now lost that, and they've lost players that had that sort of identity. Mm. Well, actually, I'm looking at a player here like um, Aspilicueta. He was there for 11 years, I think. Mm. Now you look at Chelsea, and like we're two like diehard football fans who know quite a bit about some players and Premier League clubs and whatnot and can name random players from different teams for fun. Mm. Chelsea, man, we struggle now <laughs> yeah. because there's just there's been such an upturn yeah. of players yeah. <coughs> that you can't keep up. Look, I've got an A4 piece of paper I'm looking in front of me and there are... I'm, yeah. just, I'm thinking there's 70 people here I'm looking at. I got, so, Poch arrived in the summer. They made 12 sim- signings in the summer. Before Poch, so when Bowley arrived, since Bowley's arrival, he's made 26 signings. 14 before Poch, 12 of those from 2023. Out of those 26, 12 are currently with Poch and nine, sorry, it's 12 were signed with Poch and nine are still there um, from when he started, from when Bowley came in. So Poch has no, had no say or uh, control as to whether he wanted these players, i.e. Gusto, Fernandez, Mudrick, Sterling, Madueke. So yeah, 26 signings and they've got rid of probably 26, if not loads more at the same time. It's just a, Revolving door. It's just been a, it's been a circus, isn't it? Absolute circus. Mm. And obviously, in the summer, they got rid of Havertz to Arsenal, mm. Mount, Kovacic, Kulabali, Pulisic, Mendy, Loftus Cheek. Um, I can't remember his name. The guy who went to Leeds, Ap- Apu, Ethan Ap- Apadu. Apadu, yeah, Apadu. yeah, yeah. Lukaku, Hudson Odoi, Kepa, uh, Aspilicueta, mm. Kante, Bayaku, Abamyang, Ziyech, Fafana went on loan. Obviously. Mm. Gone, went to go on loan to Union Berlin, but now back at um, Burnley on yeah. loan. Lewis Hall, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> Brozier obviously in January. Brozier's just gone, yeah. But that's what I don't get. Like, I mean, a lot of these players should have been moved out the door. Like, yeah. I think there were time for them to go, but it's it's just such a mess. It's such mm. a short sighted mess. Mm. It is. That's and the, I, yeah. It and is. I think they're going to get caught if they don't have their clever lawyers involved. They're going to get caught somehow, and it's going <sighs> to. They have. They. they ha- you cannot. I know going about the money, but how can you spend a billion pounds and? get away and not get I away mean, they, they, they how can you not be in trouble uh, with they, what's going on how can you not be in trouble they did do the old contract thing to extend the money out but <laughs> I think by saving your three year cycle yeah. of um, financial yeah, fair yeah. play in a couple of years surely that it's going to come back to haunt yeah. you later on the line like you can't extend a 100 million, 120 million pound player normally you would have to buy them over five years mm. and whatever 120 divided by five is mm. that's your output each year divided by eight obviously is more is you have bigger lot you have smaller payments to pay back. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you're going to be in a situation in three years' time where you're paying back Enzo Fernandez. He might not even be at the club. Mm. And that's it's that, like you said about short sight. But Fernandez, when they they bought him in January, didn't they of, of the of that year? Literally thirty days after the World Cup final. Yeah, yeah and did but in the summer didn't he go to Benfica for, for ten million pounds? Exactly. Ten, he was worth maybe ten to fifteen million pounds, and then six months. Oh, we could just times that by ten. We'll have him 100 million. It's just, just brain dead, and I just can't cannot believe the Chelsea supporters and the noise that was being generated. And I'm going to it now, but yeah, Pochettino entered a circus, and it was a awful, poisonous oil rig before Bowley arrives. But and it's like you said earlier, it seemed wonderful, and they're winning things, and it was a like you said a mercenary. It was just like right, Abramovich, okay, this season when. We won the league. This next year, I don't like you anymore. We'll get someone else in it, and it worked. It was seemed to work, but then he was removed because basically he's a criminal, and he's it's he was doing something wrong. So, um, 
which Chelsea. everyone knew beforehand. Yeah, everyone knew. Yeah. It's, I do think it's yeah. part of the reason is it's 2024 and the word woke gets thrown around yeah. quite a lot. And life is now just more woke. Yeah. And they were really, they realised that, oh shit, we've got a, yeah. a, war, a war criminal. Yeah. And <laughs> they're owning a football club in the biggest yeah. league and putting all this money in the club. And we're like, we need to do something about it. Obviously, yeah. Putin shoved his hand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, we don't know. Yeah, the politics is probably way above us. But, Everyone was buzzing, oh yeah, Bowley's coming, oh god, it's loads of money, all this big owner, but Abramovich, yeah, well done, like, he's, you've done well, he doesn't, Abramovich doesn't care, he does, he's not worried about Chelsea and what happened, he's just, he's happy that he's done, he's, he's he out of the mess, jail. yeah, <laughs> he's out of that total mess, and he's he's not done anyone any favours, Bowley's come in, like I said, the big brash American, and yeah, he's, he's causing absolute havoc, and uh, this is what I wanted to get on to, but Football, as I sound like an old man, it almost sound like my dad. But football and the Premier League and profession, the professional game existed before two thousand three. So Abramovich came in two thousand three and left in about twenty twenty two, so about twenty years, just under twenty years mm. before two thousand three. Tell me how many trophies Chelsea won, and I'm talking. This has gone. I'm about to give you some other teams' trophies, their um, records, but I mean this is from like eighteen eighty. This is from uh, absolute yonks. Twenty. Lower. Six. Chelsea, before 2003, had won 10 trophies. For example, that's what I'm saying about the trophies they won. For example, they won the league in 1954-55. So the couple of teams I've got here, it includes all sorts, but it doesn't. the only thing it doesn't include is second-tier competitions. So, Arsenal, before 2003, 33 trophies. Nottingham Forest, 15. Tottenham, 23 trophies. Man City, even they won 12. So Chelsea, the... Chelsea are not a big club. They're they're not a. You, you talk about the success you've had, but you're not a historic club. You're you're as tin pot as you can get, as it can possibly be, and this is what you're currently going through. So when they were shaking the bucket because the Stamford Bridge was falling down, this is this is what it's like. And people our age that oh Chelsea was so good, we're on champs, we've done it all, done all this, well great. Now this is what it's like. If you really support Chelsea and you're really you're really happy with Chelsea. This is your moment to go and support them. And if you support them, not just because they win everything yeah. or have won it historically yeah. everything. Yeah. But a question I want to pose is, and I, I think a lot of Chelsea fans, this is this where I would, they would re- where I'd really be interested in knowing what you think about. A cl- I know I know Spurs get a lot of banter for not winning anything, and it's all this and it's that, and you have to win everything. And even Arsenal at the weekend got. The celebration police came right out in full force. It's like, oh, they won the Champions League. No, we yeah. we've won a game of football against top of the league. Let them <coughs> just celebrate. Football, if you want to say football's all about winning, only one team can win. Like, mm. What are you meant to do? Just sit on your... Every time, you, every time you win a game, unless you are the team that finished top or win a cup, you just can't celebrate then. You can't no. enjoy anything. No. But the point I want to make is, is finishing 11th or 10th or 9th for Chelsea after spending a billion pound, but having a Carabao Cup because they're in the Carabao Cup final they're 90 minutes away from winning a trophy that for me is not a success you cannot be no, God, they should be winning the league if you spend that much money you yeah. should be winning the league I know that's flippant but you should be wi- if you're spending that amount of money they should be winning the Premier League that's ridiculous you've got 10 teams above you who have not spent anywhere near that like yeah they they should be winning the league Champions League they, no, no, in it, but they should be winning everything that's mm. it's outrageous they're yeah, they're just a mess. You will have Chelsea fans American. out there gloating that they would have won another trophy and obviously yeah. Spurs can't win one this year, yeah. so win the league, but yeah. 
that just for me for me it's it dep- also always depends what trophy you win win the Premier League win the Champions League the Europa League the, the big ones mm. not okay look remember last year Gar- uh, Gary Neville saying these, this may not our team are winners they've won mm. the Carling Cup like yeah you won a game off the plan fuck all teams <laughs> yeah. to get there yeah. and then six months later you're calling Same. for these players yeah. to be to hang, hang yeah. their boots up they're awful yeah <coughs> it is a it's a disastrous situation now that, and I do think Poch I've said it since day one since he got the job Poch won't last the season no no, he and, won't and last it they're, they're blaming him now but you I'm not yes I'm defending I, obviously I loved him at Spurs but like the, that, all we've just been through the managers they've, they've already had under Bowley the Bowley situation the players the the injuries, the 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 lack of coming in and coming in and outs, like yeah, just the contracts they keep giving out, the money they're paying is there's so much more to what's going on at Chelsea than than Poch and yes, he'll get sacked and people are booing them, but yeah, you're just brain dead. Like you cannot if you can't see beyond Poch Pochettino, then yeah, you, you, it's way it's way bigger than him. And uh, like you said, I think he was he was doomed. He had to take the job. Like he cannot just mm. sit around on his on his ass all day. Like he needs to. He needs to get back into the into football with a job, but yeah, he was doomed before he he started there. Yeah, because the PS the PSG job didn't really work out really it's for a, him. It's a I think it's almost it's a lose a lose. Yeah, that, that, yeah. it's that um, yeah. club anyway. Yeah, but the hot take and what I want to say, Poch I think is on borrowed time. FA Cup replay on Wednesday away at Villa Park. Villa are a good team. Senor Emery, <laughs> <laughs> okay manager. Um, they'll they'll knock about the FA Cup on Wednesday. Then they've got the Cup Final on the 24th, I think, something like that, of Feb. If they lose that, which I hope they do, because I'd rather Liverpool win it than than Chelsea. Yeah. I think, give or take, first week or two in March, he is gone, mm. and the special one returns. Do you reckon? It has to be. It has to. Do you think they'll do it before the Cup Final? A little Jose special. Maybe. But I wouldn't even be surprised if they did that. Mm. But yeah. I, don't know, I, show, I sent you the thing, didn't I? But the report, the report of they're, they're not sure if they can do it or they're well, because of the money regulations. Well, going back to what you said about the money and the amount of money they've spent on players, mm. they sacked Tuchel. They would have had to pay him out mm. quite a whack, I imagine. And then they broke the transfer record for a manager and signed Graham Potter within, weren't even six months, what was it, two, three, four months, sacked him for whatever basically they paid for him. And they've had to get Lampard in on a cheap, and then obviously they've had to get, um, they've got Poch in now yep. on a three, four-year deal, whatever it is. And yeah, they've got all these coaches, the coaching staff, they're going to have to pay, if they get rid of them, they're going to pay them off, yeah. It's yep, and it's a mess, it's a mess, isn't it? I think, yeah, Jose will be in charge by the end of the season. That he just has to. Oh. That well, that's the one thing because what else have they lost? They've lost all identity in their club. Mm. He's the one thing that that the way, I think all Chelsea fans still love him because of yeah. what he did for them. And he's a big name. He's just obviously been sat by Roma. He's available. One last dance. They'd all they'd all get behind it. Whether, yeah, they would. They'd whether they, love he it. can do anything with these budget players they've got at the time, I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% see it. It could easily happen, but... He's the only one that likes the Kaku. So yeah, yeah he'd bring year. it back. Oh, yeah, it'd be horrible. It'd, that'd be a horrible side. That'd be an absolute horrible side. But yeah, we've got them 16th of March, I believe. 
Yeah, oh, so that, yeah, we've got them away. You've got they've got to rearrange the fixture, but yeah, we're saying all that they'll they'll beat us. They'll, they'll be playing away, they'll still beat us. But my point's still valid. Twenty three games, nine wins, four draws, ten losses, thirty eight goals scored, thirty nine goals against, minus one goal difference, sit on thirty one points. They're just, I think if, even if he wins the Carling Cup. If they don't get European football, they'll, they'll get European football from winning the Carling Cup. Yeah. But, put that aside, if they don't get in a European place in the league, that's just... Yeah. On. You need to finish top six. Look, look at the clubs above them. Wolves, Newcastle, Brighton, West Ham, United, and then FIFA's, FIFA Spurs. They need to be in and amongst them mm. clubs. Oh, they hit, yeah, those, yeah, they There's seven points yeah. off United. United get so, so much. Again. I don't know whether we as football fans have just got used to 18 months of awful Chelsea but mm. I swear and my Arsenal bias and York Spurs bias Chelsea's get an easy run for the they're fucking 11 yeah, they're in the lower half I of the know. league and the money like, and they have saying, been for 18 yeah. months Yeah, and it's not as if they're like yeah they're not playing a, they haven't got a tight budget with like a brand new young manager and they're inexperienced and loads of like they've spent a ridiculous amount of money they've got an experienced manager in the league, like yeah, they like you said. And even Poch, I think, is getting a pretty easy run at it. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I mean he's been he's not been good there at all. It's not it's not worked. But like I said, there's plenty of other reasons as to why it's not going well. But yeah, you, yeah, right. It doesn't. There's more noise about West Ham in the news than there is Chelsea. Yeah, I, give, I openly give Ten Hag a lot of stick and yeah. United a lot of stick, <laughs> but Chelsea seem to yeah get right. Now this is the big one. So this time next week, eleventh, sorry, twelfth of Feb. Crystal Palace against Chelsea Monday night football. Oh, this time next week. Yeah. Oh, lovely football. game. Swap managers. <laughs> yeah. Could, well, by that time, could Roy be in charge at, at Chelsea? But that's, that's, that's two clubs who both aren't happy with their clubs and both mm. haven't had a good season for, for totally different reasons. One's not spending, one is spending. Yeah. Oh, it's just absolute nightmare. Absolute. That'd be nightmare. a good game actually. Is that at Palace? Yeah, he's at oh, Palace. That's a great game. Nice. Right. Any any more to add on Chelsea? No, no. I'll, I'll save save what the final bit I've got to say about them. Right. Shall we kick off part three with <coughs> team of the week? Sorry, yes. I'm making a bit of noise. I'm just rustling around my paper. Yeah, yeah go for it. Floor. Right. Team of the week. Goalkeeper. We are leaving this to be confirmed at the moment. Obviously, in 10 minutes' time, Monday Night Football will be on and mm -hmm. Brentford versus Man City. I'm hoping that Brentford goalkeeper has an absolute worldy keeps a clean sheet and maybe a nil-nil draw. Well, if it's Brentford a nil-nil draw, then perfect. They did a double over him last season, didn't they? Was it double? With, with an asterisk, yeah. Well, yeah, true, but... Because the last game of the season, they didn't, yeah. they didn't care. But, but yeah, they did the double. Could could happen again, couldn't it? Tony's back. God is back again. <laughs> when did they play the Undertaker music again? <laughs> yeah, well, I do yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Monday night, Carrick will be loving Brentford, won't he? <sighs> no, not after yesterday's sulking. Oh, yeah, he was a bit, he was <laughs> he a bit was angry sulking. yesterday, wasn't he? <laughs> He but was a bit angry. Goalkeeper will be decided and it will be put on a on a vote for all the listeners to decide. But defence, we've only got one defender mm. and I'm going to roll out the red carpet for this man <laughs> to my esteemed <laughs> colleague. <laughs> yeah, we've got my another player we top need to sign tomorrow, Tarek Lamptey. Um he's in the on the, on his own in defence this week, but yeah, I, I mean I, he might have injury problems, I don't know. He doesn't he seems to sort of play here and there, but yeah, they they battered Palace. I said to take as soon as the teams were announced, because Elise was on the bench and Noeze was just like, well, 
Palace against smashed, and they they did. Um, but Lamptey was very good. Played left sort of left wing back, basically played left wing. But yeah, he's so quick and he's very good on the ball, very good attacking. Yeah, so Lamptey defence. Who did they sign him from? Well, our friends <laughs> at the bridge. <laughs> um, midfield, we've got midfield duo of, and I'm going to take the first one mm-hmm. with Ross Barkley. I mentioned him earlier, goal and assist, and what a week he's had. Um, really looks fit, looks on form, and he could have been in this team of the week. A couple, of, I think, a couple of times he could have easily been there. But we decided to put him in there after getting a goal at Newcastle, and a man of the man of the match performance at St James's Park. Nice. And second midfielder, Douglas Louise from Villa. Did he get assist? Did he oh, get two? Assist for, uh, yeah, that pass was a joke. If that, um, if that was De Bruyne or Madison or Odegaard, Rice or Fernandez at United, it'd be talked about for seasons upon seasons. But yeah, a ridiculous outside of the ball, outside of the boot ball from Douglas Louise. And Louise to Watkins. Um, mm. Yeah, they were good, weren't they? Villa, 5-0 five, five five on the end. Yeah, yeah it was very comfortable. But yeah, Douglas Louise. And that leads us on to the strikers. And I'll take Ollie Watkins, like you just mentioned. One goal and three assists out of the five goals that were scored. Mm. Blokes on fire, looking like he's pretty much, if he stays fit, secured his England's, England space in the in the squad. Obviously, the, the one behind Harry Kane causing Sheffield United problem after mm. problem after problem with their high line, pacing behind. But not only goal, goal scoring, sets up three goals. Very good performance and a player that's had... Very, very good season. I think he's got 11 goals, 11 assists now this season. Something, mm. something mad. Like, or maybe 11 goals, 10 assists. He's the first player to get double figures in both in the Premier League. Double, double. Mm. And yeah, we spoke about him earlier, but the other forward, Mateus Cunha, hat-trick at Stamford Bridge. Nine goals this season, like you said. Just very good. Very, very good. Yeah, pretty attacking team this week. But like we said, the vote for the goalie will be put out after tonight. So, yeah, that's our team. Lamptey, Douglas Louise, Ross Barkley, Ollie Watkins and Mateus Cunha. Who am I? So, we put a one. We put a, a um, post out last week and drumroll for the answer. <laughs> Jonathan Greening. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously I know, but even I looked, I was like, oh, who the hell's that? Yeah, great shout, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. Great good. shout. There'll be another one up um, this week. We'll, uh, we'll put our brains together and try and yeah. test you out. <coughs> Hopefully... I want to get one where no one's got it, but by the time we get around to next yeah. week, it's been a different yeah, that, one. Who's that? I don't know who done it, but he commented straight away. I was like, wow, yeah. what a shout. Great but shout yeah. straight away. Yeah, we'll make it tough. Prediction. I think it's your go yes. this week. Yes, I'll have a look. It was the mighty hole last week, wasn't it? Hole yeah. versus... Um, Millwall, wasn't it? Millwall, yeah. Hole won, didn't it? In the end, won I think they did. I think I said one, didn't I? Yeah. Let's have a look. Hey, let me I think you said 2-1. I don't remember. <coughs> Let's I go. Had, I had Millwall to win. So. Saturday... Oh, I think I think I know. <laughs> yeah, Tate's got a smile. Real Madrid, Girona, it's got to be. Why's that? We might be taking a little trip to our to Madrid to see a, an old friend, Alberto. So Real Madrid versus Girona. Five thirty at the Bernabeu. Six thirty oh, Spanish time. Six thirty Spanish time, indeed. Do you go first? No, go on. I'll let you go. Top versus second, yes. isn't it? Obviously, Real Madrid dropped two points yesterday in the. Uh, Madrid derby. I'm gonna go three one Real Madrid. Mm, I would love to see a j- away win. That'd be <laughs> brilliant. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I think Madrid. I think they beat them earlier on in the season, didn't three they? Nil, yeah. Quite First comfortably. Game of the season, yeah. I think at home they'll be. Um, I'm gonna go four nil Madrid. Four nil. I think yeah. The drone having a. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we having a. 
they're having an unbelievable sort of freak season, but yeah, I think they'll put them in their place. Right. We'll lock them in and we'll put them out on Saturday. Um, winner of the week, winner and loser of the week. Do you want to start or should I start? Yeah, mine, winner and loser is pretty simple. Winner of the week, Luton Town, eight goals in a week, four win over, four nil win over Brighton, four four at Newcastle. Like we said, seven, they sit 17th. The fight is on for survival. Tom Lockyer was back at the training ground showing his face um, after his obviously horrific incident earlier in the season. So it was a brilliant week for Luton. And yeah, brilliant week for Rob Edwards. My winner of the week is one of, if not a dream podcast guest, <laughs> Neil Warnock. Oh, oh yeah, go on. <laughs> Neil Warnock today was announced um, Aberdeen interim manager to the end of the season. A deal that will be done for Neil, Walk- Neil, Neil Warnock, 75 years old, to be in the dugout for Aberdeen's visit of Rangers on Tuesday evening. It's his 20th managerial job. That's tomorrow <laughs> night, isn't it? Because yeah. he was on. I heard him on Talk Sport talk about it. Yeah, and um, there was a picture of him in the airport yesterday in Aberdeen. Just yeah, what a bloke! <laughs> Very entertaining <laughs> bloke. How is like he is mental. He is absolutely mental, mental man. But cause he was on the radio and he was talking. He was like, you know, his videos like, hey. Hey, line up, line up. Hey. Well, he's told to Jim White and I think Sam Jordan. He was like, hey, hey, Jim, Jim. Like, he just couldn't. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, what a bloke. No, Neil Warnock, yeah, congratulations on the new job, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Warnock, how are you still involved, mate? Brilliant. Uh, should I start my loser of the yeah, week? Yeah. Um, loser of the week, Chelsea. Um, yeah, the loopholes, the spending a billion, hiring fire managers. Your best player is a 39-year-old Thiago Silva. Uh, you're another good player is your academy product Gallagher, someone you you want to sell, and then you're probably your best player this season, someone you nicked off Man City because they win everything with someone you said no thanks to in Kevin De Bruyne. But yes, Chelsea, boo Pochettino, get him out because a new manager will solve it all. Need I say any more? My loser of the week. So after ten years, four months, and twenty five day twenty five days equals three thousand eight hundred and two days. For the first time since Jack Hunt in September 2023, Crystal Palace paid a transfer <laughs> fee for a right-back. On deadline day, they signed Daniel Munez, I want to um, pronounce his name as, signed from Genk for a fee of around €8 million. Euros. Signed a contract to 2027. So Palace fans, over the moon, they've finally signed some money. So I finally signed a right-back for some cash. Munez made his debut for Crystal Palace on the 4-1 defeat against Brighton on Saturday and was absolutely torn one yes. by your mate um, Lamptey. Ah, oh, Palace Just had a stinker, didn't he? He had a stinker. <laughs> he had his socks down by his ankles. Like, he had no yeah. shin pads on. <laughs> yeah, looked yeah, leggy yeah. as anything. Literally turned left, right, inside yeah. out, back to front. Uh, Welcome to the Premier League, Daniel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's terrible. I did notice that. Yeah, bad. Right, to end the show... I will recap the question. Aston Villa take on Chelsea on Wednesday night in a fourth round FA Cup replay. But can you name six players to have played for both clubs? Oh, I was worried at the start when you said this, but then the fact we spoke about Chelsea a lot has jogged my memory. And we mentioned him, but that Chuko Wakamenka yep. is one. Barkley as well, because we mentioned him throughout yep. the show. John Terry. Yep. Who's he? He did a loan. Tammy Abraham. Yep. 
He's in the championship, wasn't he? Um, Joe Cole. Yep. He's like a classic one, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, one more. <laughs> I can't get Hitzel's burger out of my head. Obviously, he'd never <laughs> played for Chelsea. I don't know why. Keeps going in my head. He's done, done very well so far. Oh, did he play for Villa? I can't think it. I can't. I can't. Pick, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Drinkwater? Did he play for Villa? Danny Drinkwater. I can't correct. picture him in a Villa kit though. Yeah, he played about three games, I think. Oh, he dear. went on loan there. Yeah, because he played in Championship. Maybe I don't know. Well done. Yeah. Six. So the other ones you could have had. Do you want to get one more guess? I was gonna say eight, sort of, but I do think once you get going, you 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 recognise his players. But Fuck yeah, I'm stuffed after that. Ryan Bertrand. Yes. Yeah, uh, Mark Bosnich, but that's an older, older yeah. one. Gary Cahill. He started at Villa, he started didn't he? Yeah, yeah, forget about that. Yeah. Tony Cascarino, um, Carlson Cole, as well. Oh, never Steve Sidwell. Yeah. Scott Sinclair. <laughs> Scott Sinclair. Uh, Chris Sutton. <laughs> and Bertrand Traore. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, they've done a few weird old. Sort of There's a few older ones like Andy Townsend and Miri Taylor, but I don't know who that is. No. So, um, nice. Yeah, that's quite a few. Nice. Well done. Yeah, good question. I like it. Well done. Well done. Um, right. That ends up ends for another yeah. another week. <coughs> yep. Oh, thank you again for listening. Sorry, I just crap my back then. <laughs> <laughs> just recalled um, his back. Crap my back and yeah, well, another good podcast. Enjoyed that one. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> If you get the um, mm. the the play on words for the uh, for the title, then please let us know. Yeah, I was very take, impressed with yeah. that one. <laughs> we always always like try and think of something, whatever we do it together. But Tate thought that one was really, I thought it was really good. I, was, I, was, I thought of it while I was watching the Arsenal yesterday. I was stressed, yeah. I was sweating. I was like, why is this popped into my head? This is so good. It's not like smiling. I'm like I'm stressed. But no, uh, again, thank you all for listening, and um, we'll be back next week with uh, another episode. Yeah. Um, keep. Looking out for the socials, lots to go on this week and lots more football FA Cup replays, more Premier League games and all sorts. So again, thank you for listening and stay loyal. Stay loyal.